Welcome back to another episode of Third and Long. I'm your host, Sam Print. It'll just be me. My co-host, Aaron Hook, will not be joining us this episode. I'll be joined by three guests for Third and Long. This is a trade deadline special. We're going to be doing our live reactions. We got a couple trades last 24 hours, and we are less than 30 minutes to go to the 4 p.m. trade deadline for the 2023-2024 NFL season. Alongside me is Aiden Doherty, Jack Miller, and Aiden Ray. Guys, so far, we've had some massive trades. Aiden, Ray, and I are Giants fans, so our team should be selling. And then Jack and Aiden, Doc, you guys are Eagles fans, and you guys should be buyers. What was a trade that has shocked you guys so far the most? I'll start with you, Doc. Honestly, it's the one that just happened. Uh, Rajul's Douglas just got traded to the Buffalo Bills, and I'm in a little shock because he's still on the younger side. I mean, he's a former Eagles legend. Uh, I was at I was at the NFL draft actually when we picked him in the third round, and he had a amazing uh, rebirth, you could say, in in Green Bay. And honestly, I didn't think Green Bay. I don't think they should have been buyers. I don't think they should have been sellers. Uh, maybe some small moves, but I don't think you should have been selling Rajul Douglas. I mean, I will wait to see what. Uh, the official uh, get back is, but it's just surprising. I mean, it's very good deal for the Bills though, because they uh, they needed some corner help. Bad. Yeah, that is. A, I think that's a good deal because the Bills. You look at their quarterbacks. Trevade White goes down. I mean, if you're the Bills who expected to win a Super Bowl this year, who's going to be your number one quarterback this year? But if White's injured, who? Nobody. Well, yeah, I mean, Alex, Christian Benford from from Nova. Who, he honestly is playing. Yeah, he's he, playing he, pretty he's, well. He's kind of solid. But uh, yeah, outside him, I mean, Elam. Uh, Elam, who was his first round pick in twenty twenty two. Everyone thought it was going to have this massive upside, but really, if you move to safety, he's more like a safety to me. They're placed him in the wrong position. He's in the wrong scheme for him. He's more of a blitz down corner, and they play a man cover. Defense, for me, like he could not be your number one quarterback and expect for the Bills to go out and win a Super Bowl because when it comes to playoff time, Tyreek Hill is going to expose him if it's a divisional round matchup versus the Dolphins or if it's a, or if the Bills go up against Jamar Chase or if the Bills go up against the Chiefs. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. He could make anyone a number, a number one wide receiver. But I well, thought the Bills were going to trade for a different quarterback. In Adore Jackson, I mean, there's a little giant, giant biasy. Brandon Bean and Joe Shade are friends, so maybe you know Adore is on a expiring deal. But Jack, what was the deal that surprised you the most so far? I think the one that surprised me the most. I mean, I just wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting Dobbs to be traded. I was expecting the uh, the Vikings to kind of sail out with it. And Dobbs being traded to the Vikings, I thought it was a pretty good deal. But I just wasn't expecting Arizona to be like, oh, let's go move Dobbs when. Dobbs has been pretty solid. So, to me, Josh Dobbs moving over to Minnesota, it's going to be uh, pretty good for the Vikings, I think, uh, once Jefferson gets back. Uh, Dobbs will be a really nice fit uh, after Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. So. Yeah, devastating blow to him. You know, you saw that, really, Jameis was uh, supposedly going to be a Viking. I saw, I saw that rumor. Um, I, and Pierre Schrager brought that up on Good Morning Football this morning, that that was a false rumor. Mm. And really, There's a lot of false rumors going around. Really puzzles yeah. me that the Cardinals are trading away Dobbs. Still, return does not. We don't know the return yet, but it's interesting for the Cardinals. If you think about this, Kyler's 
practicing again. Well, what's going to happen come two, three weeks with the Cardinals? Do they start Kyler or take for Caleb? Honestly, they should still, like, to be honest, since Kyler hasn't started since week 14 of last year, they should, like, try to start him, of course, but real stuff, they are 1-7, and seven and they are in a rough situation. So, I all I could say is start Kyler because he's – obviously, he's going to still have it left in him, and he's not a bad QB. Yeah, no, I, I think Kyler is a quarterback who's an above-average quarterback who could get you the playoffs, but it's not going to be a Super Bowl, but – Really, if you put him in, you're trying to win. You're not trying to put yourself in a better situation for the future. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a, a weird situation just for for them. But, I mean, Williams wouldn't be a bad fit for them at all. I kind of agree with Ray. He's not a bad fit at all for, for that team. No, he's not. Kenneth Blaze being one of the most hyped-up draft prospects. Aiden Ray, what is one of your most surprising trades that's happened so far? So real stuff. Um, I know he he was supposed to be like traded or like stuff like that, but Chase Young going to the 49ers because I because of course there were like other teams that wanted Young, and then of course Montez Sweat got traded to Chicago. So Chase Young, so Washington just lost a couple pieces in their like D line. So now they're left with um Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen now. So and now Chase Young at a contending team, and of course yeah the D line. With a um, really good D-line with Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave. Their Niners D-line looking good. All right, so first we're going to focus on the Chase Young trade. I was in class that completely got me off track. I did not think Chase Young would be traded. Chase Young, who's an expiring contract, who's going to be a free agent, who had a great rookie season, but then really, I don't want to, in a way, fell off really wasn't the Chase Young we thought he was going to be. You know, this past Sunday, we were talking before this game for the show, and Aiden, Doc, you were saying Chase Young versus Jordan Milano was just not a show, and he wasn't worth a third-round pick you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, right now, obviously, he's only under contract till the offseason. That's one thing that obviously concerns. But NFL, it's easier to resign some guys than, than in some other leagues. But, yeah, I mean, I just don't know. The, the injury concern, and even when he's on the field, he's not as productive. Like, it's just third-round pick for that. There's a lot of trades that could have happened today that okay. you could have spent a third-round pick on. So we have some breaking news from Jonathan Jones, leader, lead insider for NFL and CBS. Compensation, the Packers are getting a third-round pick in exchange for Douglas and a fifth-round pick. Who do you wow. guys think won this trade? I think the Bills won it easily. Yeah. I, I think Virgil Douglas is Yeah, the Bills. Great. I think the Bills won it too. Huge death. loss for the Packers. You get the number-one quarterback for the Bills, and they could be back in playoff contention, who uh. they fell off these past couple weeks. Josh Allen has not looked like MVP Josh Allen these past couple weeks. But back to Chase Young, there was a tweet I saw, the 49ers do D-line. Chase Young, Armstead, Hargrave, Kinlaw, and Bosa. That's a pretty good D-line. Uh. Oh my God. Are you <laughs> trying to imply the Eagles D-line is better? I mean, I think the Eagles I think, DMI, I think the Eagles DMI might be better, but it's just like your name and guy. Like, look, man, I mentioned how Chase Young got shut down by Malata. It's even worse on the other side. Lane Johnson against Nick Bosa is. I mean, it's just half those guys are going to be irrelevant against the Eagles, and it's just kind of funny why they're trading for D line instead of actually trying to upgrade their cornerback room because their cornerback room is is ugly. If you if Ward's going against AJ Brown, I mean, we saw what Jordan Addison did to Chardavius Ward. Uh, I mean, I, I it's it can't it's not going to get much better. 
Yeah, you're they're right. like attacking the wrong things. They are. If you want to win, you have to get by the Eagles, and they're going at the Eagles' strong suits instead of trying to get their weak points. Yeah. yeah. And also, Chase Young, is he worth a third-round pick? I don't think he is. And how crazy is that to say a number one, two, a second overall pick a couple years ago, we were calling a generational prospect. Yeah, kind of nice. Pretty crazy as, as well, knowing. And also, like, it feels like, like, this is just going pretty fast. Of, like, it's of how, like, it's his time in Washington. Because like, this is, this was his, um, this is his fourth year in the league. So, and he just got traded like that. Yeah, no, and we're going to go back to another trade that the Commanders traded was Montez Sweat to the Chicago Bears for a second-round pick. Jack, dog, I like your little sweat imitations. <laughs> I didn't realize he should, he should pick that up too because yeah. Josh Sweat does that. Yeah, they also they exchanged jerseys the other uh, on Sunday too, I'm a which little, is kind of cool because they have the same last name. Yeah, I'm a little cool. puzzled why the Bears traded for Montez Sweat, mm. who the Bears are a rebuilding team. Yeah, I really like this trade for the Commanders. See. I agree to you to an extent. I think the commanders are finally doing the right thing and, and deciding to tank, even though it is a little weird because that 7th seed in the NFC is as wide open as it will ever be probably uh, in the next couple of years. But I don't mind the Bears doing that because obviously they have two firsts and they can add young talent. But I would trade a second-round pick for a stud young talent, especially D-line because, oh, man, can they not draft? And oh, they cannot the draft. only problem I have with it is – they did the same thing last year, Chase Claypool, and, and Chase Claypool was the well, worst. Okay. Was the wor- maybe the worst move I've ever seen from okay. NFL. I think we could all agree when that trade happened this time last year, we, we all uh, we I, all knew it was gonna be bad. And we uh, it was bad. And, and I think Montez Sweat is good, is his ceiling as high as as you want. But no, a second but a second round pick, even though it's it's like gonna, gonna be like pick thirty five probably. Um, that's for, a, that's for his production, good. and I'm sure they'll resign him because they have a lot of money. I think that's kind of why they did that. Is they'll they'll get uh, you know priority to resign him because he'll already be in the, the building. Um, but it's just I don't mind it from the bear. We'll see how it plays out. It's kind of just a move where the only reason I like it is because I know they can't draft, which is also a problem in itself. Yeah, I like that too. You know, who the Bears have been just not the greatest, pretty pretty bad this season, to say at least. And Montez Sweat. So another trade. What's really the one of the first, not, not really, it was one of the first trades to happen was Leonard Williams. Doc and I were in class together, and when we got this alert, Leonard Williams was traded to the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> you went crazy. For a second round pick for 2024 and a 2025 fifth round pick. As a Giants fan, I'll go to you, Aiden, next. I think this was a fair deal. Leonard Williams, who is on the wrong side of 20 in his early 30s now, who is going to get a big contract next season for the Giants' perspective on this. He's getting older. Look, they, they're tanking. They're doing the right thing. They're not mm-hmm. trying to patch things up like they have been. They're not trying to affect Seal, try to get some random veteran free agent for a year or two and then fall off a cliff. No, Joe Shane knows that the Giants just need a full-on rebuild. It's time. Tear this thing apart. Get as many draft assets as you can. And you did that for a second-round pick for Leonard Williams, who is a very productive player. I, 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 and for Seattle, you beef up your D-line. Look, the Seattle Seahawks are 5-2 and two in the NFC West. They're a team you reckon with. I, I think it's just a fair deal, and most likely Leo's going to become a 
Seahawk again next year. What do you guys think, Aiden? Okay, so um, my thought on the trade though, um, I was like walking walking back to my apartment from class. I see Leonard Williams gets traded. I was like confused at first, but then I looked into it, and of course I'm like, okay, this is like I, I was like fine with it because obviously he was worth a lot of money because we um because when we like signed him, it was he was worth a lot. So honestly, yeah, was, no, they traded for him when they traded. When they when he was jet, they traded for him literally four years ago yeah. on this trade deadline, and Dave Gettleman traded for him, and I was puzzled why at the time, still kind of was why they traded for a third and fifth rounder. So basically, you got a second rounder from that trade. Yeah, um, yeah, and plus, um, it adds to the um defensive line for the Seahawks, and then the Giants getting draft capital back for next year and the year after. Yeah, no, that second round pick's going to be in the mid-60s, most likely projected now. But, Doc, Jack, what do you guys think of that trade? I think it was good. I think Seattle definitely needs something on the defensive side of things because they haven't been that defensively productive since the Legion of Boom. So I definitely think that adding Leonard Williams to that defensive line is a good start. Um, I know they don't get really that many pressures this year, but they're going to have to pressure Brock Purdy once uh, they get to the 49ers this year. And Seattle's already in first place since they had their bye week. They're 5-2 and two compared to the Niners being 5-3. and three. So having Leonard Williams to that defense is a nice touch, and it's definitely in the right direction. Hopefully, I kind of hope for Seattle's sake that they can become buyers as we get closer to that 4 o'clock time uh, for the trade deadline. So we'll see if Seattle can make more uh, positive buy-in moves to try and push up and fight against the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. And we are 13 minutes away from the trade deadline. So Leonard Williams is 29 years old now. Next season, he will be 30. So I like that for the Seahawks. If we mentioned his age, mm-hmm. wanted the exact age, and now to you. Yeah, Doc. I mean... Look, it's a good move. Like Jack said, I mean, you saw the Niners drop three straight, and all of a sudden the Seattle Seahawks are first in the NFC West. I mean, like, why wouldn't you just go all in, right? Like, why wouldn't you you just find a way to get that second seed or even third seed, depending on obviously what happens, and and you win the division? Uh, They've gotten... You know, they they have a solid roster, and now that Jamal Adams is back from injury, uh, they have Quandre Diggs, Julian Love, uh, Devon... Devin Witherspoon, excuse me, uh, Tariq Woolen in the back end. But they needed someone on that front side. They got Boye Mafe, who's having a, a pretty good year. Uh, but Leonard Williams, again, they need they need that here, especially if you're going against, you know, the, the CMCs of the world. And and if, if, you, if you continue this dream, you're going to be facing the Eagles offensive line as well. So Everything to you go back to the Eagles. Well, if you're trying to compete in the NFC, you have to beat the Niners and the Eagles. You do. You there, do. There, is no, there is not a single path where you dodge both of them. And so we are 12 minutes away from the trade, trade deadline. What is one trade that everyone would love to see? I'm going to start with you, Jack. One I would like to see. Um, I mean, going back to Seattle, I like Seattle buying in. Um... I don't I like I know you guys are saying that the Giants are like they're in that rebuild mode but it's so odd that they're in this rebuild mode even when they just bought bought in on Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. So mm-hmm. to me now it's just it's just based off the decisions from the last offseason just looks confusing for the Giants. I think the Commanders are selling 
too much. I think they're honestly trolling a little bit because why? <laughs> trolling. Yeah, because why? A lot of people are compared to the Josh Harris with the Sixers when they tanked. Because here's the thing: why? <laughs> like you, you, he's Chase Young is the numbers number two overall pick in that draft, and you give up a third round pick for him. What was the point of that pick then? There's not like you have at least you at least give up a second round pick for that. Like you need something in return because Chase Young at the time was a very valuable player. Obviously, he's fell off a little bit, but at the time he he's shown that he can be a very valuable defensive player on that line. And if Chase Young is combined with Nick Bosa, I mean, obviously he is now, but that's scary because obviously mm-hmm. everyone's doubling Nick Bosa, but now Chase Young is. On one-on-one coverage on the on any offensive line, I mean, I know he went one-on-one with Mailata, but still, that's still it's still scary against other non like non joined together offensive lines that like some offensive lines in this NFL need to get into a groove a little bit yeah. this year, and it might be scary for some of these other regrouping uh, offensive lines. So yeah. I think that the Commanders could have gotten a little more for them, but. And it's also a little interesting that the Bears are buying in. And even the, honestly, even the Vikings with Josh Dobbs, I thought that they would go rebuild mode. I thought they would be trying to send some pieces away. But it's hard for them because they have Justin Jefferson. So it's, they're just, their problem is they're, they're winning too late. They're that weird stage where you're like, good, but you're not good enough. And that's the worst loss to be in. But I think, the Jack's point with Chase Young, it's it is sad. They they pretty much gave up on him in the off season when they declined his uh, fifth year option. Yeah, you thought, and I, they pretty much told him in his face that they don't believe in him. And if you said that, then why did you try to trade him as peak value in the off season? That's the thing I don't get personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could have got more out of him than just a third round pick. But you look at the Niners' cap space next year. I don't know if they're going to be able to pay him. I mean, they also have Javon Hargrave. On that yeah, they said. I mean, they're that, just they're trying too much, and it it didn't. It's not working. This I don't is, think this you is, lost three games in a row, and yeah. one of them was to the Minnesota Vikings. And let's just say the reason you're losing is not because of the D line. Even though, even though I do think that it's not the strongest suit, because I think Hargrave has not really been the Hargrave of last year, and I think Nick Bosa at the same time is also not the Nick Bosa of last year. And I think a lot of that is due to the, his edge on the other side just really has not been respected all year long, um, and they just leave him out there on an island, and they're still not able to make plays. But I just think the Niners, again, they're one of those teams that everyone looks at the roster like, oh, they're so deep on paper, but they're, oh, not, they're deep. not that deep. They're not deep because because uh, when you 1-11, to 11, like 1-5 to five on both sides of the ball, you're like, oh, okay. that seems good. And then you look at 6-11, to 11, you're like, all right, this, they're, this they're, is why this is why they get dominated when it comes to the They're a very top-heavy team. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing though. I do like the the Lions getting Peoples Jones from. Oh, I love that trade. I, that was a really good Michigan trade. Michigan legend. He's back home. Yeah, exactly. And also, he's that slot kind of receiver where he just goes on a go route and he's open. I mean, how many? I mean, we see it two, three times a year with the Browns that he'll get that go route slot touchdown mm-hmm. for the Browns. So him going to the Lions is kind of smart for the Lions to buy in on him because. Oh. It kind of frees up Amon Ra a little bit from not doing everything, um, so I like the the Lions buying in as they're already in first place uh, in the NFC North. But I want to switch things over to the AFC because one team that hasn't bought out or hasn't sold, I guess, 
um, is the Raiders. And I definitely think that they need to be. They need to. They need to. I wish that. I wish that Monday to. Night Football game was last week, bro. Because then we'd have probably have a different conversation today on, you know, Josh Jacobs. Um, yeah. On Devontae even, Adams. even like Adams is obviously the big one, but even Jimmy. they they have a lot of people that that could Josh McDaniels. Can we just all agree that he should be fired right now? I mean, he should have never been should hired be in fired. the first place. Yeah. Look, oh, if you're Devontae Adams, I remember when the Eagles, the Eagles decision came down to Nick Sirianni and Josh McDaniels, and and I started, I got on my knees and I and I you looked prayed? up, I looked up, and I said, <laughs> please, I said, please don't give me Josh McDaniels. I was praying you would have, Josh McDaniels would have been an Eagle. It, I'm pretty sure McDaniels was second in, in that race. I think they always kind of wanted Sirianni, but they just had but to do their due diligence. Yeah. All right, you mentioned Devontae Adams. Where do you think he would get traded? Uh, if he got traded, I, I would. Have I would not be surprised if the Lions were going to buy in on him. <laughs> I could see that, but there's just a switch team. locker rooms. <laughs> there's a team where I love to for him to be the Doc. Tell me. Guess where I'm going to take guess Doc, and then you're going to take a guess Aiden. <laughs> where where you th- you'd love him to be? Probably probably not. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to say. Mm, let's see. So I don't see those Cardinals. I don't know. It's kind of tough because isn't it an NFC team? I can't say. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's probably the rough. Chiefs. Yeah, it's probably the Chiefs. Yeah, nope. 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 Um, <laughs> I could say like Seattle, maybe. Nope. I don't know. Seattle's got two. two no, um, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. Oh, okay. oh yeah, Ravens. Oh, why? The Ravens, the Ravens don't know how to produce a wide receiver since <laughs> Anquan Bolden or Jacoby exactly. Jones. They don't know how to produce one. That's why they're going to trade for one. Anquan it's Devontae Adams. But, no, but that doesn't make sense because they're trying to get Odell Beckham to get to where he was with the Giants mm. and or okay. even the Browns. Odell and is never going to be peak Odell. But yet. that's no. what they wanted. That's what they no. wanted well, out of Odell. You know what? And they never got that. So Well, the they, they should say, okay. You know what? We were fools. We didn't do that. We were wrong. Mm. Trade for a veteran wide receiver. Lamar Jackson should be the MVP right now. He's playing better than his 2019 form. Oh, well. Well, yeah. 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 I'd say he's better, but the problem is... The the thing is, the quarterbacks are also better than what they were in 2019, so... I see your point, but if I had to give out an MVP right now, it's Lamar Jackson. I, I, I I could agree with that. You put a wide receiver of Devontae Adams caliber with Lamar Jackson, who who is his best wide receiver bid in Lamar Jackson's tenure? Uh, Marquise Brown. No, yeah. wide receiver. I would say Marquise, Marquise Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah. That's, There's that's, my point. But that's kind of sad. There's my point. But, you know, I think I uh, – but to, if the, even though Adams is likely not getting traded in the next five minutes, I think that he – or like the Ravens off through wide receivers are kind of clicking in a sense that OBJ's got going a little bit, um, and so have some other people. Uh, and Bateman's actually kind of looked productive, and Zay Flowers is as looks safe like Zay Flowers, man. Yeah, because I was going to go to that because they're trying to even produce a wide receiver who thought was who we a lot of people thought were going to be offensive rookie of the year. I like the Zay like, Flowers pick. A lot I of people still... drafted him as a dark horse, and and how many touchdowns he has? One. He probably, I think he only has one or two touchdowns. So this year, it's like with the Ravens, they can't one get a wide receiver to get back to their what they wanted out of them, pretty much, or even produce one. The wide receiving coach and the wide receiving core needs like needs some regrouping, right? And needs to 
pretty much get it together because at this point, no wide receiver is attracted to the Baltimore Ravens because it's been it's been proven for the past few years that that's what they need, but no one is getting anything good out I mean, of Hopkins. Out of, Hopkins, Hopkins. with the Titans. Exactly. Then. Of all teams, the Titans. <laughs> the Titans. And speaking of the Titans, Derek Henry will not be getting traded. Who, right, we'll wait in the offseason. Who him. Derek Henry <laughs> is going to be free agent this year. We'll see where he goes. Aided, Ray, last three minutes. What's a trade you got? Um, I don't know. It's like sources re- cooking re- real stuff. Like I remember, like they were talking about like a Dory Jackson stuff yesterday after like the Leonard Williams situation. But like, and there's nothing like off the top of my head that I could like deeply like think of of like trades that could happen like with three minutes, two minutes left. Two honestly, minutes rapid fire. Honestly, I think that the Chicago Bears should trade Darnell Mooney. Um, and and to a team. I mean, I, I immediately kind of always think about the Bills uh, in situations like this because I, I, I'm i not a big Gabe Davis believer, but I think if you have you share the wide receiver too low between Davis and Mooney, I think that could work. Um, but, I yeah, I mean, I get why the Bears bought D-line because that was a future move. You, know, you can say that you can honestly just kind of assume that was an offseason move, even though obviously you could have signed him in the offseason yourself, but now you get some, some leeway with him. You already got him in the building. Uh, but... I think the Bears, I, I don't think that they should sit just on one move. I think they need to make some other ones. And I'll, I'll, good for them that they didn't trade Jalen Johnson because that would have been a stupid move. If, if they if I saw the Chicago Bears trade uh, for a 27-year-old DN and then pay him, at, but, at, but trade a 24-year-old top 10 corner likely, and not pay him, and he's 24 years old. Like, that's just it, w- it would have been just as bad as a Chase Claypool move, in my opinion. All right. Senior reporter, NFL reporter, lead content strategist, Albert Beer for NBC Sports Boston, reported the Patriots listed, but are hanging on to their young contract guys, Josh, Ung, Kyle Duggar, and Mike Uda. I'm also told they never got any calls on Mac Jones. At Zeke Elliott. I saw some some things that a lot of people thought maybe the Vikings would get Mac Jones. <laughs> Which, that's just not a move you make midseason. Like, if your quarterback tears his Achilles on Sunday, look, man, it's tough to replace him in two days because usually that move is a move you will regret. Because it would also close the door on a Kirk Cousins return and, and free agency. I like what they did where they made a move where they're not going to be starting a rookie Jaron Hall. Which, actually, I think they actually might be starting Jaron Hall on Sunday, at least for now. Um... But you actually like at least will look competitive uh, on Sundays, especially you know the schedule for them gets pretty easy. Um, and I'm glad they didn't they didn't quickly try to get rid of picks just just to salvage these next uh, ten games or so or nine or ten games. So, and guys, it's four o'clock. The trade deadline has hit. No more trades. No, there's nothing reported yet, but I think more will come in as. Time goes on probably within the next 10 minutes. If nothing has come, the Broncos have not traded any of their wide receivers. You thought Jerry Judy, I the was Cowboys made sure. no trades. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys have made zero trades once again. Jerry Jones sat on his hands. Cowboys moment. And they just, I honestly, I could not be a Cowboys fan. Uh, I'm so serious because you would, you, you would change fans. Jerry, Jerry Jones, like, made such a weak. Trade deadline. Uh, every year we have the most hyped up things. I think, yeah, I think the thing not, that makes it bad is, is some NFL teams have come deep. to the conclusion. Like the NBA deadline, it feels like every team doesn't realize they can make trades until like the day before the deadline. MLB yeah. deadline, then, same thing. But the thing is, is that 
NFL, I think guys realize. I mean, Howie Roseman has made like a trade like a week before the deadline. Now, I think in three straight years. So, but it is weird the Eagles didn't make a. I thought maybe they would get rid of Derek Barnett. Um, I was for sure that Devin White would become a Philadelphia. Nah, I, 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 our linebackers have been perfectly fine. I'm not overpaying for Devin White with all due respect to him. I think he's solid, but I think he has his flaws. I think he's a he's almost like Chase Young. He's he's. I think I think he the idea of him is better than the production of him, and then that's why you would lose a trade is because at the same time the Buccaneers GM's like, oh, you're only offering me a fifth. Well, it's Devin White, and then all of a sudden the offer has to go up because his name's Devin White. Exactly. And going back to trades, I would have liked to see. I was going. I'll go back to Devontae Adams because I, the one team I would have want to see buy into was the Houston Texans. Yes. Because the Texans have been really solid this year. C.J. Stroud might is probably going to be offensive uh, rookie. He's going to be yeah, offensive. They've been good, yeah. the Texans. C- exactly. And they can make a late push for that divisional spot in the AFC South. It's not really that competitive. I mean, you have Jacksonville. You have the Colts. You also have the Titans. But all of those groups are really trying to um, just – get together and try and pull something together. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the only team that are really competitive. They, I mean, the Titans found their groove with, um, with their uh, new quarterback, their, uh, their new backup quarterback. And the Colts are now down a quarterback and they're using Gardner Minshew. So CJ Stroud and the Texans, they have, they, they, they had room to work with, honestly, because they've been rebuilding for the past few years. And the fact they didn't buy in was a little surprising in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I would have liked to see him in a small mover, too. Another team I would have really, really liked to, to make a couple moves. I would have loved to see the Cincinnati Bengals make a couple moves. I think this is a team who's getting hot. Yeah, they the didn't right move moment. Higgins at all. I mean, but. we all knew Higgins wasn't going to go. I would maybe like to see them tra- trade for another lineman. I, I, I really would have liked to see the Bills trade for that wide receiver, too. Yeah, I mean that's that's another spot where you. It's could've... just tough, man. Receivers receivers being moved in the midseason just really doesn't happen anymore. They're all season moves. I mean, we see big wide receiver trades in the all season now. AJ Brown, DJ Moore, Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams. Like you, you kind of it's kind of hard to move, especially receiver of the caliber of Devontae Even Adams. Quarterbacks too. I mean, you had Aaron Rodgers getting moved in the off season, not during the trade deadline at all. I mean, I mean, obviously, yes, there was Josh Dobbs, but okay, well, that's okay. a different situation. What was the last time in the NFL that we saw a big name quarterback get traded at the in the, in, in the deadline? Um, wow, um, that's a great question. Honestly, I remember there was always Kirk rumors when he was on the. Uh, there was oh, there was always, always Kirk, Kirk rumors. There was always Kirk rumors, but I remember those. But I obviously he didn't get traded. Um, oh well, the biggest name I can think of off the top of my head was Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, from the Patriots to the Forty Niners, Jai to the Eagles. <laughs> I mean, that was a great. <laughs> that was trade for one of my oh, favorite yeah, moves was, ever. I, I love that move. That was a great what, trade I for you. Remember how yeah. Jai was from Miami to Philly. <laughs> And then you also have Mike Evans who didn't get traded, Derek Henry didn't get traded, Saquon Barkley to get traded, Devontae Abs, Josh Jacobs who didn't get traded. Mm-hmm. It's such like a weird thing that there's like it's like a hyped thing. It's like, oh, the trade deadline is Tuesday, and then everyone, all the owners, like I would say probably like sixty percent of the owners are just sitting on their hands, just like watching as like a fan, watch stuff happen. They don't want to make moves. Like, they okay, they like what they they like what they have, but at the same time, if you're trying to push with what you have you also have to 
make you got to take some risks here and there, you know. I do. I like the I like that the commander sold. I like yeah. that. I, I think that was very smart. They're finally embracing the tank. I mean, the thing with that is that that's fine. That's what they needed. They needed to see that. But I, my thing is, is Sam Howell is gonna is in a little bit of a tough spot because now, I mean, even Terry McLaurin and those guys are. He's had ten started quarterbacks. Exactly, and that he th- those two guys need to find different ways, uh, different places to be because. Terry McLaurin had a lot of ceiling, but he couldn't get there because yeah. he was on the commanders. And it sucks because, I mean, look, he's older. Uh, he's not – like when you look at – you know, we think he's young because he's kind of come up on the scene late. But at Ohio State, he was like a four-year, maybe five-year player, I want to say. And I think he's now 29. I'm going to fact-check that now. But he is 28. And you're at the point where if you're the commanders and you're just hitting reset, like – when do you answer when the question? You, is is when do we let go of Terry? Because you got Dotson at least, so it's not like your receiver room would just completely vanish. Well, okay, do you trade Terry the off season? Yeah. That's the thing. No, you, you should because you Terry McLaurin to. is such a reliable receiver. Any any team could use him. Even like I I would have been happy if McLaurin went to the Texans because the the Texans need another receiver guy just to spread the. Spread the field out a little bit. I think that the commanders need to just kind of really do a full rebuild. And honestly, they should have started it this year. But they they always try and compete in the beginning, and then they always realize that oh, we're not that group. Well, we Rod Rivera is going to get traded, not traded. He's going to get fired, or he's going to, it quotes, retire. Yeah, but it's it's not always his decision either. I mean. You got to think that some of the, the guys upstairs got to have a yeah, say in it. No, so. you are right. You also got to think if you're a team who's going to have a top 10 draft pick, who's going to rebuild, why don't you trade your guys for expiring deals to try to get something out of them? Yeah. And like the thing that the, the thing that like why the Bears are so poorly run is that Jalen Johnson, uh, it's also was just reported, but he, he's not gonna talk in contract talks with the Bears and then he's just probably gonna walk. Okay, so if you're so, the so they just they're just keeping him for seven more so, eight more games so and then if he's, you're the he's Bears, dipping. trade him for something. Yeah. Like wh- I don't get why you don't. You could easily get a second round pick. Look man, it's why the Bears are the Bears, right? <laughs> hey, for a player of Jalen Johnson's caliber. Aiden Ray, do you have any last words? Jack Miller, Aiden Doc, do you guys have any last words as we wrap up this trade deadline episode? Um oh I know Cowboys did nothing. Eagles got Kevin Byard. Niners got Chase Young. And look, man, it's it's time to time to ball. Eagles play Cowboys uh, this weekend, so we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the Cowboys regret not trading for anybody today. Yeah, um, honestly, yeah, I I like the um draft capital we got off of Leonard Williams because of how expensive we paid Williams a couple off seasons ago, but then also like. Um, the, a little bit of moves we saw, but like not like the most. But that's usually the trade deadline compared to the off season. And like Doc said, the Cowboys didn't do anything. They did not do a single thing. Saquon's the no running backs got it. traded. Yeah, that's yeah, one yeah, thing. Cam Akers got traded this year. <sighs> well, that was that was like week three. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was like week Sad. two. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I get it, but I'm just saying it, it's weird because if it's like we're always kind of talking about running backs at the deadline, and then CMC finally got traded, that was uh, near the yeah, deadline, that was massive. And honestly, I thought maybe some teams would see that and like either be more aggressive uh, to get a running back. Yeah, honestly, ever since that happened, I thought Eckler would be in that trade deadline talks because the Chargers. Th- like Staley's gonna get fired by the end. Oh, he, he deserves to, to get fired. If not, the Chargers are a joke. So, I mean, that's a different conversation for the day. And for me, I'll wrap this up. I'm a little disappointed for Saquon. You know, he's probably gonna walk this free agency to a contender, or the Giants coach just traded him to that contender and got he, some uh, draft he, compensation out of him. What? <laughs> I was saying Saquon's gonna walk to a contender, and I, I started doing the Eagles chant. He's not gonna go Eagles. Stop, <laughs> Stop it, bro. He's coming home. Stop. We'll wait. We'll wait. He's we'll not wait. coming home. Uh, my my hands are open. New York's his home. Saquon could come into my hands. Hug All right, me, brother. All right. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for joining. Be on third along for this special trade deadline episode. Have a great day, everyone. Go Giants. Go Birds. Go Giants. (laughs) Perfect.